0: Today, our title is, "Lord, bless me." If you have your Bible, let's turn to our key scripture for this entire series, First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine through 10. I'm going to be unpacking this portion of Scripture over the next uh, several weeks. First Chronicles chapter four and verse number nine says, "Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers." And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And we're going to focus in on that portion of Scripture for today. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. And we're going to cover all of this throughout this series. And that you would keep me from evil and that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Wow. The Bible doesn't give us much background on Jabez. The only thing that we know for sure is that when his mother gave birth to him, or shortly after she gave birth to him, that she experienced pain. Uh, so much so that she named him pain. His name it literally means pain or or sorrow, Jabez. Pain, sorrow. I mean Jabez grew up his entire life with a label of sorrow and pain. This guy knew what it was to experience pain. He dealt with it his whole life. Can you imagine every time his mother called his name, he was reminded of how he brought her sorrow, how he brought her pain. Jabez! And names were important in those days. Pain! Come eat your breakfast. Pain! Let's take a bath and get you ready for bed. This guy grew up going and experiencing pain and trouble in his life. And friends, just like Jabez, every person who lives on the face of this earth will experience pain. They will experience trouble. Matter of fact, today in America, there are a lot of people who are experiencing pain and trouble. Unless you've been hiding out in a cave somewhere all the last several weeks, you probably know what's going on in our world today. Lehman Brothers and... Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. The food costs are rising. Unstable housing market and people are losing their homes. Large banks folding and having to get bought out by other banks. A, this week alone, a 700 700 billion dollar Bell out by the government people are in pain people are in trouble And, and the real question that we need to address is when we are going through pain when we are going through trouble how should we respond what should you and i do when trouble is on the horizon Friends, we should respond just like Jabez did. That leads me to point number one in your bulletin. Point number one is this. During difficult times, you need to pray. Oh, I should have got more amen to that. All right. During difficult times, you need to pray. And the Scripture says in First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse number 10, And Jabez called on the God of Israel. I like that. I could preach on that all by itself for the rest of the message. Jabez called on the God of Israel. Jabez understood that the best way to deal with pain, the best way to deal with trouble is to pray. Is to call out on the name of the Lord. And I submit to you today, if you're going to handle and overcome the trials and tribulations, tribulations that life throws your way, it's going to be because you're a person of prayer. If you're going to weather the storms of life, it's going to be because you're a person of prayer. Friends, prayer is the key. We can't underestimate it. We can't overlook it. Prayer is the key. Matter of fact, James says it like this in James chapter 5 and verse number 13. Is anyone in trouble? He should pray. Are you in trouble? Are you going through pain? Are you going through trials? Are you going through tribulations? James says, here's how you respond when you're going through trouble. You call on the name of the Lord. Is anyone in trouble? He should pray. I like how Paul says it in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything. A lot of Americans are anxious. A lot of Americans are worrying. They're anxious about the economy, they're anxious about the presidential election. They're anxious about the unstable housing market. They're an anxious they're anxious about the lackluster stock market. People are losing money. People are anxious. And the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Call out on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, instead of being anxious... Instead of worrying, instead of freaking out about all that's going on in this world, the scripture says the proper response is to pray, is to call out on the Lord. Let me pose a question to you today. With all that's happening in our economy, with all that's happening in America right now, are you spending more time worrying? Or are you spending more time praying? A lot of people are worrying. Worried about this and worried about this and worried about that and worried about this over here and worried about what's going on in Washington and the are But let me ask you: Have you prayed? Have you prayed for America? Have you prayed for the economy? Have you prayed for the government? Have you prayed for your life? Have you prayed for your family? Have you prayed for your finances? Have you prayed for your career? Have you prayed for your future? Is anyone in trouble? He should pray. And listen, Jabez named prayer. He knew he named pain. He knew what pain was, but Jabez called on the name of the Lord. We need to be people that pray. This is the time to pray. You say, Herbert, what specifically, specifically should I pray for? What do I need to be praying in these difficult, trying times? Well, I, I like what Jabez prayed. That, that leads me to point number two. Pray for God to bless you. Pray for God to bless you. Notice what Jabez said in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Everybody shout indeed. I like this. Everybody shout indeed. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Jabez says, Lord, I've been through a lot of pain, but I'm asking you to bless me indeed. I'm asking you to bless me big time. Jabez put it in practical terms. He says, Lord, really, 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 really bless me. (laughs) He said, Lord, I want you to back up a truckload of blessings and dump them onto my life. How many of you would like God right now in these troubling times to back up a truckload of blessings and dump them on your life? Amen? Amen. Bless me indeed. Now now the real question is this. What does it mean for God to bless us? When Jabez says, Lord, bless me indeed, what in the world was he talking about? How many of you know we throw that word bless around a lot? (laughs) To so many different people, bless means so many different things you bless you. <laughs> well, that's that's just being courteous, <laughs> you know. B- b- bless you, and well, what does that really really mean when we say that besides being courteous? You know, we pray, Lord, bless the missionaries and bless the house and bless the kids and Lord, bless the food and bless, me, bless the job and bless the spouse. What what does that mean when everybody says that? We see somebody that can't sing. Oh, bless his heart. And, and what that means, they're not praying for you. What they, what they mean is you're not very good and we feel sorry for you. How your kid's out there playing soccer and your kid's not good. Bless his little heart. That means your kid needs to go on another soccer team. We don't want your kid anymore. Bless his heart. I mean, we, we use the word bless a lot. But what did Jabez mean when he said, Oh, Lord? That you would bless me indeed. I like how Bruce Wilkinson, who wrote a book called The Prayer of Jabez, puts it. He says to bless in the biblical sense means to ask for or to impart supernatural favor. In other words, when we ask for God's blessing, we're not asking for more of what we could get ourselves. So when Jabez prays, God, bless me indeed, he's saying, Lord, I don't need to bless myself. Lord, I need your favor. I need for you to do for me what I can't do for myself. And every Christ follower, especially in these last and evil days, we should be praying, Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, I need you to do for me what I can't do for myself. God, I need supernatural assistance. God, I need your favor upon my life. Listen to me, church. We need the blessings of God if we're going to handle the pressures of life, we need the blessings of God. If we're going to have a God-honoring marriage, we need the blessings of God. If we're going to raise God-fearing kids, we need the blessings of God. If we're going to have, going to have stable finances during these difficult times, we need the blessings of God. If we're going to weather the storms of life, we need the blessings of God. We need God to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. We need supernatural assistance in every arena of our life. Lord, bless me big time. Bless me indeed. What I want to address for the remainder of my time with you is how do we receive God's blessings in our life. There's no doubt about it. I don't think there would be one American... Who has just a little ounce of belief in God. (laughs) Just a teeny bit. They may not go to church, but they they believe there's a God. There's not one American who would say, I don't need God's blessings right now. And the real question is, how do we receive God's blessings in our life? What I want to do is give you three keys to receiving God's blessings in your life. We need supernatural assistance. Point number one is this. You need to understand that God wants to bless you. That's the very foundation. You need to understand that God wants to bless you. I've met a lot of Christians, a lot of followers of Christ in my lifetime. Talked to many of you, and, and some of you, even under the sound of my voice, you got stinking thinking. Your thinking's all messed up. Maybe something you learned when you were a kid. Maybe some clergy taught you something. And, and, and some of you, you really believe this. You, you have this wrong view of your heavenly Father. You view God as some mean God. And God's out to kill you. He's going to breathe fire on you. He's schizophrenic. He's for you sometimes and sometimes he's not. He's a mean God. Who doesn't really want to take care of his kids? And that couldn't be further from the truth. God is in the blessing business. God is a loving heavenly father that wants to provide for his kids. I think about my life. I'm an earthly father. I'm far from perfect. But when it comes to Kel and Cade and Karis and Case, I want to provide for them. I want to take care of my kids. And we're talking about a perfect heavenly father. He wants to take care and to provide for his kids. God is a blessing God in the blessing business. He is a good God. Hear me today. I want, you to, I want this to sink in. Some of you, you have faulty thinking. Listen, God desires to bless you. He does. He desires to bless your life. Matter of fact, we go back all the way to the book of Genesis, chapter 12, and we just see that God's a God of blessing. When, when God was, was, was setting a, a people apart to Himself, he, the nation of Israel, God wanted to build a nation that, that would serve Him and, and honor Him. And He started with one man in Genesis, chapter 12, and verse number 1. And I want you to see that God, way back in the book of Genesis, His desire was to bless His people. The Scripture says, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land, I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. And we're a part of that nation today. Those who have faith in Christ, we're a part of that nation. He says, and I will bless you. That's my intention, Abram, is to bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And the reason that you're going to be a blessing is that you have supernatural assistance and I have blessed you. He goes on to say in verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And notice this, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Abram, this is my intention. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I'm a God of blessing. And you notice this in Hebrews chapter 2. It won't pop up on the screen. I would encourage you to jot it down in your notes. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 16 says that we are Abraham's descendants. If we have put faith in Christ, we're Abraham's descendants, and every blessing that was pronounced over Abraham is available to you and I today. In Genesis chapter three, or excuse me, Galatians chapter three, drop this down. Galatians chapter three, verse number seven. I would encourage you to read that whole chapter. Galatians three and verse seven says that, every, that, that Christ follower, every Christ follower, is a child of Abraham. We're a child of Abraham, and the blessings that were available to Abraham, you and I can receive them today, because God is in the blessing business matter of fact james says it like this in james chapter 1 and verse 16 through 17 and and i think how he begins this out is, is so profound so profound is so important he says do not be deceived my dear brothers do you know why he says that because a lot of people are deceived they got stinking thinking they think god hates them he hates people he's against them but that's the, far- the furthest thing from the truth listen don't you be deceived I don't care what the media says. I don't care what what another clergyman person says. Listen, don't you be deceived. Listen, every good and perfect gift is from above. God's a good God. Every good gift that you got has come from your heavenly father. He might have floated through your boss to you. He might have floated through your neighbor to you. He might have, he might have floated through your spouse to you. He might have floated through your parents to you, but every good gift that you have received has come from your heavenly father because he is in the blessing business. It goes on to say, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. In other words, he was good. yet Last year, he He's going to be good this year. He was good back in in Abraham's day, and he's good today. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Uh, If you don't believe that God's a blessing God, you just look at how he treated Jabez. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10 says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Notice this. So God granted him what he requested. If God wasn't the blessing business, he'd have said, sorry, JBS. <laughs> Too bad, fella. I don't really do that for people. Uh-uh. Lord, bless me indeed. And God granted his request. You need to understand that God wants to bless your life. Point number two, that there's a second key to receiving God's blessings in your life. Listen, we need the blessing of God in these days we're living. Number two is this. You have to ask God to bless you. You have to ask Him. And I know what some of you are thinking right now, Herbert, (laughs) is it really okay for me to ask God to bless me? I mean, that seems kind of selfish, Herbert. I mean, can I really ask the God of the universe to bless little old me? Absolutely yes. Matter of fact, if you want God to bless you indeed, you better ask Him. He, he really wants to bless your life. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to bless your kids. He wants to bless you at school as you study. He wants to bless your future. But you have to ask Him. Don't miss this. The reason that Jabez, he, he received the blessing of the Lord upon his life was because he asked. He asked. Matter of fact, throughout Scripture, there's a principle. That if you want to receive from the Lord, you need to ask. Jesus brings this principle up in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 8. He says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Notice verse 8 For everyone who asks receives. You mean to tell me that there are some people that are not receiving God's best because they're not asking? That's right. Everyone who asks, you've got to ask, receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. Just ask. You've got to ask. James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. James talks about this same principle, about asking your heavenly Father. He says, you want something, but don't get it. There's a lot of people like that right now. They want something. They want a blessing, but they're not receiving it. They're not getting it. He says, matter of fact, they want it so bad, they start taking matters into their own hands. And they start to kill, and they start to covet. They start envying what other people have. And he says, but you cannot have what you want. You even quarrel and fight. You're out here fighting and hustling and bustling, tearing other people down. And he says, listen, here's the kicker. Here's your problem. You do not have because you do not ask God. You mean there are some people that have not received a blessing in an arena of their life because they haven't asked the Heavenly Father? Absolutely. When's the last time you've asked God to bless your life? Bless your family. Bless your career. Bless your kids. Bless your marriage. Bless your finances. Bless your health. When's the last time you said, Lord, bless me indeed. Now notice verse number three. This is very key to receiving God's blessings. Verse three. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures please hear me your motives are very key to receiving god's blessings this is not all about you getting a bigger house it's not all about you driving a nicer car this is not about you being greedy some of you were getting excited about this message ooh i got me a god that i can just pull it, get to hit the jackpot thank you jesus Jimmy, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. Come on, Lord. Cadillac now. No, you're, you're missing it. Your, your motives are, are key to receiving God's blessings. This is about God providing for all of your needs, taking care of you. I think Jesus sums it up best when he, when he was teaching us how to pray. He said, give me this day my daily bread take care of me. Lord, I know one thing. It doesn't matter what happens in America. It doesn't matter what happens in the economy. I trust you, and I know this one thing, Lord, that you're going to take care of me. You're going to bless me indeed. You're going to provide for all of my needs. I'm your kids. You are my heavenly Father, and you're going to bless my life. Lord, bless me indeed. Your motives need to be right. Listen, this is not all about you. God wants to bless you that you could be a blessing to somebody else like Abraham. God wants to bless you so that you could be a blessing to the kingdom of God. It's not all about you. And so your motives are very key to receiving the blessings of God. There's a a third thing that I want you to notice about receiving God's blessings. Number three is this. You need to be blessable. You need to be blessable. Now, I do realize that blessable is not a word. Matter of fact, spellcheck told me that over and over. And I said, I don't care what you're saying. This is my sermon and it's going to be a word today. So blessable is a new word in your vocabulary. You need to be blessable. No matter what spellcheck says. Notice this. We oftentimes overlook this when it comes to Jabez. But this is so key to him receiving God's blessing. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse number 9. Now, Jabez was more honorable. Everybody say honorable. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez had integrity, Jabez was upright. Jabez was living for God. Jabez was following God. Jabez was serving God. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez was blessable. And God answered his request because he was blessable. And some people don't receive from God because they're not blessable. They're doing their own thing and asking God to bless their mess. They're living in disobedience and wanting God to bless their mess. You have to be blessable. And how can I tell you, in these days we're living in, I want to be blessable. <laughs> Some of you are living in disobedience. And it's like God told the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy. I put before you today blessings and cursings. I want to bless you, but but it's up to you. You need to be blessable. Psalms chapter 37, verse 25 and 26. I quoted this to you last week, but it's worth repeating today. David said, I was young, and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Boy, I could get you excited about this scripture, man. You'd be, I mean, it's good stuff. God's going to take care of my kids. He's going to take care of my kids. God is going to take care of me. Listen, David said I was young. Now I'm old. I've seen storms. I've seen valleys. I've seen mountains. I've seen good times. I've seen bad times. Here's what I know about God. He takes care of his own. But but there's a key word there. I've never seen the righteous. Some of you up in here ain't very Righteous. <laughs> Thank God that the reason that we are righteous and we're born again is because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And He washes away our sins. But yet, God does call us to live a lifestyle that honors Him. A lifestyle of purity and holiness. Let me explain to you about righteousness. The word righteous simply means to be in right standing. Right standing with God. And being righteous has nothing to do with perfection. None of us are perfect has nothing to do with perfection, but has everything to do with direction. And the question I want to ask you is what direction is your life headed in? With your family, with your career, with your schooling, with your finances, with what you watch, with how you talk, with how you live? Are you doing your own thing? You know God says this, and you're headed in this direction. And then you go in the opposite direction, than you want the Lord to bless you. We're not perfect. It's not about perfection, but it is about direction. Are you chasing after God? Are you striving to live your life for Jesus Christ? Are you striving to live by His Word and His principles? Listen, if you want to receive God's blessings upon your life, you need to be blessable. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed, their children, Begging bread. God takes care of those who have a heart to chase after Him. Listen, just ask. Thanks, Lord, for your word.